Welcome to the Next Up podcast. Leah Fagan is the school nutrition director in Mayfield Independent Schools in Kentucky. Leah began her career in university food service at Moorhead State University. After spending the next six years in healthcare nutrition slash food service, she decided to make the change to school nutrition. During her employment at Mayfield Independent Schools, she has co-coached a winning Kentucky junior chef team and held numerous positions within Kentucky School Nutrition Association and is currently the KSNA president-elect. Most recently, Leah has been on the front lines providing meals in the community after a devastating tornado destroyed Mayfield. So we are here at NLC in West Palm Beach, Florida, poolside, and I have Leah here with me. Leah, how are you doing? I'm good. So how did you, first of all, why are we here? Why are you here today? Well, our Kentucky delegation um, traveled here for the conference, but also to work together as a delegation on some um, initiatives that we have uh, coming up in the near future. Mm -hmm. So it gave us some time all in one place because typically we're very spread out in our state um, geographically so it's difficult to have a meeting so we were utilizing this time today to meet and um, plan and then we have conference beginning um, this evening and then tomorrow and Saturday so we're trying to pack it all in all right so what exactly are you planning for those that don't really understand what a state school school nutrition association is Wow yeah that's a lot because you know during the day you're a director mm-hmm. And then in your spare time, you're a, an association, you know, member. So um, we're all, we always like to say we're volunteers, we're volunteers, you know, and um, we're working on our summer conference. We're working on uh, the state association plan of work for next year. Um, our executive director is new and she's here with us for her first uh, first and only um, at this point. So then um, we have a presentation tomorrow uh, okay. that we're presenting about. What are you, what are you guys presenting? So, so it's about going from um, an executive director to an estate association management. Um, so when we started our search for a director, our director retired and our director came from school nutrition. She was a wealth of knowledge and, and you knew you couldn't replace her, but you knew you had to find someone to, to attempt it. And um, we ended up with a state association management from our search. So SNA had asked, you know, would you like to present at leadership about that? And we said, you know, sure. So myself and um, Steve Abbott, our vice president, and um, Wendy Young, our secretary, and then the executive director, Mary, we're all going to present tomorrow. That should be interesting. What time are you presenting? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Okay, so not too early. Not too early. <laughs> not too early. Not too early. Good. So um, how did you get to where you are today? So I, I love to tell this story. This is... Um, there's a director currently in my region and we're in the co-op together and she's my mentor she's also a dear friend but are you gonna name drop that is penny holt christian okay. county schools okay. in kentucky i'm just curious <laughs> and um sure yeah and i i give her kudos most every time i'm talking because um she's she's very um important and she is um very involved in school nutrition she's done a lot for our state association and for the kids in her district and whatever district she's been in currently she's in Christian County so she came to the cafeteria and I was probably a fourth grader and she sat down at our table and Wait, she, you were actually a fourth grader she came to your cafeteria
cafeteria? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. She started right out of college. Okay. <laughs> so she's very young. Yeah. Penny would like to, me to say that. She's very young. <laughs> um, so she uh, was asking, you know, what do you like about the food? And I just thought, that's a pretty cool job. Like somebody who just checks in on these things. And that's pretty important because we, we ate school meals every day. Me and my friends, we weren't bringing our lunch. We were eating school meals. And so fast forward, I decide to uh, obtain a degree in dietetics. That is mind blowing because you don't hear often that somebody had a passion from the from that age, even high school or college really, to get, to get into child nutrition. You know, I didn't realize I was going to be in child nutrition. I started in dietetics and I thought, you know what, I just kind of need to navigate the different options to see where I probably might want to land. And I started with healthcare because I think I felt like more so at that time and I usually try to stress to dietetics majors, like there's a there's a whole world out there you probably don't know about. You know, there's school nutrition, there's lots of things. So don't limit yourself to healthcare. But at that time, I felt like we were very limited to healthcare. So I began, actually, when I was um, obtaining my degree, Moorhead State University had offered me a position. And at that time, they were with Aramark. So then it was like, sure, I'll take a job. So I actually started doing that initially. And then I went to a hospital and then I went to a nursing home, uh, worked there for several years. And then um, I just decided, I, by this point, I had children, young children, and there was a job opening like 10 minutes from my house for the school nutrition director. And I was doing a 45 minute commute each way um, every day. And I thought, you know what? I think that would be perfect. And I really just had decided healthcare, I cannot spend my career in healthcare. So what was your, what do you do daily at healthcare? Like, what, what what's the the job of a dietitian in healthcare? Yeah, so I spent the longest amount of time in long-term care, um, a nursing home facility, and so you're in charge of everything food and beverage related. So pretty much like when a resident comes in the door, you meet with them, you find out their preferences, you make sure that they're, and this facility was very focused on the overall well-being and happiness of each resident. It was a private facility. Um, sometimes that's not the case. Um, sometimes they're a little bit more um, general uh, approach, but she had a very specific approach. And um, I always say I credit that to forming um, my work ethic and my approach to, to many things now um, is because of what I learned at that facility. So we would meet with the resident, obtain preferences, go above and beyond to make sure they had it. You know, if they wanted a chocolate pudding every night before bed, then we made sure when that nurse was doing that nighttime med pass or whatever, that that person got a chocolate pudding. So we just, and so then even on the meal trays, we had, you know, the cards and everybody was getting exactly what they wanted. And the minute they didn't like something, we made sure that was a dislike. And that was a very big, that was a very big time consumer, but it was a very big focus. You know, it took, it took quite a bit of time to make sure that all that was met. So just out of curiosity, I know in child nutrition, there's a bunch of restrictions that we have to follow. I'm working in healthcare. You, you don't have those same overall like general restrictions, but you're crafting the meal specifically for your patients, right? Yeah, or your, or yeah. your guests. So what do you, like, which is more challenging? 
<laughs> child nutrition. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to hear that from you. Yeah. I assume so. Oh, I yeah. Assume so. Um, people would come in with a regular diet, and that was fun because you could yeah. give them whatever they wanted. Um, but the people that were like on cardiac diets mm. and, um, and then the fluid restrictions and all those things, which is interesting because then fast forward to where we're at now in school nutrition with sodium restrictions. And I'm like, I did this in healthcare for people who had heart problems and major issues. I never would have in my wildest dreams imagined doing this for healthy children. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, and then I also was responsible for that kitchen, for the whole operation of that kitchen, for the food ordering, for the sanitation, like everything from the ground up mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. And of course we never closed. We were open, you know, 365 days a year. So yeah. I worked a lot of holidays and um, I always say I appreciate school nutrition because while we do provide meals on a pretty much a daily basis, we can take off Christmas and we can take off New Year's. Yeah. And so um, it's it's a very different world in healthcare. So I mean, with child nutrition being so much more challenging, why are you doing that over healthcare? I know the answer, but I'm still going to ask you. <laughs> so I had to, I struggled initially um, in long-term care with the fact that that's an end of life um, option for these people. And you have to make peace with that because you're going to be in their final days. You're going to be in their final moments at times. That's got to be tough. And that was tough. But then I looked at it as, you know what? I can make a difference. The chocolate pudding makes a difference. You know, it's, I, I say sometimes food is the way to the heart. Bring in joy one slice at a time. And <laughs> we're doing the same thing in school meals. Yeah. Um, except you get to watch it come full circle. You get yeah. to watch those kids begin the program and then graduate from high school and thrive and nourish. And then um, become food service directors like you And maybe you did. become a food service director. <laughs> so, um, and that has actually happened in my experience. I always try to reach out to the colleges and yeah. say, hey, you know, if you have anybody looking to work in dietetics, send them my way. Mm -hmm. um, it's not an internship. I'll just employ them part-time, you oh, know, cool. so they get some work experience and they get to see, because I'm constantly pushing school nutrition, you know, for these graduates. And, and I've had a couple that have come to work for me that have now made careers in school nutrition. So it's very rewarding, you know, yeah. it's hard to leave it once you get in it. Oh yeah, I, yeah, totally. I remember, so my mom actually used to send her, she's from the dietetic program, or, I'm sorry, the RD internship program in Tampa, Florida. Technically it was, um, her no, Pasco County, Florida. And so she used to send a lot of her interns into school districts, which wasn't common at that time. And I just happened to follow in child nutrition also. I remember the very first conference I ever went to was in Daytona, Florida. I'm trying to come out of my shell and actually like talk to people, because at this point, like I've never gone to a show before, so I don't know what to expect. So I sit down at a bar talking to a lady, and um, she asks where I'm from, and I tell her, ask her, she was a food service director in Hernando County. Her name was Lori Drent. And I told her my name, and she was like, are you related to Dr. Gordon? And I was like, oh my gosh, oh no. <laughs> so she actually was one of my mom's RDs, her RD interns from back in the day. So it was, I totally understand what you're saying about getting RDs into school. Because a lot of them don't even know that it, it is an option. Right. But it's a good option. It is. It's a an really excellent good option. option. Yeah. yeah. So it just comes full circle. Yeah. So what's your experience been like working in a school district? Because I know at some districts, they're almost kind of siloed. Do you have a lot of support? within your district from the admin oh. team, superintendent, teachers? Are you fighting to get breakfast in the classrooms? 
what's yeah. going on. So breakfast in the classroom, that's an, that's an interesting topic in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, our state legislature just passed legislation on uh, mandating breakfast in the classroom. That's genius. Oh my gosh. It was, it was like, I get chills right now just talking about this because it was one of those moments that we said, you know, this may never happen again. Yeah. We may never have this opportunity. We may never be on the floor um, in Frankfurt at our Capitol, you know, testifying on behalf. And it was, we seized that moment and we really just um, gave it 110%. Honestly, they they were completely supportive. Right. You know, you almost had zero um, negativity associated with that. So sure, yeah, we want um, our kids to eat. We want our kids to be well nourished. There's no reason just because a kid gets to school late that they should not get a meal. So that's what was going on statewide. But then in my district, we implemented breakfast in the classroom maybe two to three years ago. Oh, nice. So it was no problem when I said to our principals, like, hey, this is getting ready to go through the legislature. How do you feel about this? I mean, we're already doing it. Like, we, yeah. it wouldn't change anything for us. And I'm like, well, it just would make it, you know, mandatory. And they're like, but, you know, we're, we're already, already we're, we're already doing it. And we already see the need and we already see how well our students are behaving, how our attendance has improved, you know. I mean, and so it's like they're happier when they get to have some food, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, hungry, stu- or hungry students don't learn as exactly. well as students with full bellies. Exactly. So I didn't have to convince them at all. And then my superintendent also is extremely supportive yeah so whether it's like our state initiatives or our national initiatives um, he's always very supportive and I'm very thankful for that yeah well, you were very blessed I know a lot of districts I don't have that that luxury so you were very very blessed to to be able to enjoy that yes. um, so with all the challenges right now or just the general challenges and the new ones with the waivers and sodium restrictions and all that do you see a lot of directors retiring earlier or thinking about retirement now because times are just getting challenging and they've put in their 20, 30 years and they want a break. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, we, I would say 2020 caused um, quite a few retirements, but at this point, I feel like we're rebounding and um, things for the most part seem to be improving. Um, the waivers have been touch and go and, and a hot topic issue. Um, but I feel like we've kind of hopefully gotten over the worst of it. Um, however, you know, it, that's to be determined mm-hmm. by supply chain issues um, mm-hmm. and then what goes on within the next 90 days with um, our waivers and yeah. um, where we're gonna be at with summer meals, so. yeah. So earlier you were talking about having a mentor. Um, Do you see a lot of young directors, new leaders, future leaders having mentors or collaborating together? Is that common these days? You know, we've really been wanting to foster that in Kentucky. Um, And it's very interesting. There was just a conversation happening earlier today about um, recruiting younger leaders. And um, this actually was, it was myself and another director, but then someone who is not school nutrition related um, and she works in industry. And she said, I see the same thing. Um, And it's like financial industry. She's not even in food service industry. And she said, I see the same thing, you know, the the issues with labor and, and she said, and the entitlement. And, and I said, yeah, it's interesting because I would have never thought coming into KSNA, hey, this is my first year, make me president. 
Um, but sometimes you see that, um, mm -hmm. and it it's difficult to navigate. Um, we have to find a different way of thinking and communicating and collaborating. Yeah. Um, because it's a different generation. Yeah. So, and somebody said the other uh, earlier about I, when I looked around and realized we were the we were the members in the association that have been there the longest within our leadership. They said it just really made me realize, and I said it made me realize I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not old. You are not old. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, like I'm the one that's been here the longest because I remember when I was that person, yeah. you know, working with these leaders that have been in it for 15 and 20 and 30 years, and I'm like, you know, now I'm going into that phase, and um, it's tough. <laughs> so are you are you willing to be a mentor? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because like I said, we have some of the people that I have hired that have continued to. Um, work in school nutrition. Um, well, we have an angel program in Kentucky, so we assign directors to some to oh, a new neat. director, so that you can uh, reach out to them. Here's my cell. Just and so uh, one of the ones most recently that I can think of in a neighboring county, um, like just a dear friend now. You know, mm -hmm. just love her. She'll just randomly text me, "How are you doing?" Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, so it's it's nice. It's it's a lot of fun. So so sometimes we're navigating that. Um, um, generational gap but then sometimes you, it's a complete flow and, it, yeah. and they're falling right in you know so um, it, it's it's all just a process you yeah. know you're just constantly trying to evolve with it so are you guys typically collaborating and uh mentoring people within Kentucky or do you guys do things regionally also maybe national or do you guys just kind of keep to yourselves in terms of your mentorship group so you know I haven't thought about it on the national level honestly um, because I still feel very new on a national level mm -hmm. um, I waited until I was um, at a point in my career and at a point with my kids getting older before I tried to dive in to do more than I had already been doing um, because of the time commitment yeah so at a national level I still feel very new um, mm -hmm. so I still feel like I have a lot to learn yeah and that's what we were talking about recently with some of our um, younger leaders you know are you seeing that they feel they have a lot to learn are you seeing that they already know everything and we just need to let them take charge you know yeah. so and and our president recently said in a meeting there look around the room there's lots of people with many many years of experience use them mm -hmm. and and that's so true you know yeah. you can never quit learning no you can't so yeah i still feel like i have a lot to learn yeah we all do but i definitely feel like the uh the older generation they have all the wisdom and all the experience and like the new new leaders and future leaders like they may have the energy and may be able to relate better to the guests or the students but we need to truly come together and work together and that's when all the magic happens exactly yeah exactly and that's why i am actually starting a national mentorship group and if you are ever interested in being a mentor i think that would be awesome we would love to have you on the team well i will be glad to yeah so, so you let me know don't, don't give me an answer yet because i kind of put you on the spot but you can think about it and, and let me know <laughs> i always just dive right in sweet let's go <laughs> so last question um if you could give your younger self any advice let's say 20 years ago 30 years ago 20 years ago what would it be yeah um so i would say as far as, honestly, the, the career path I took, I probably wouldn't trade it. You know, great learning experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say to myself within my school nutrition career, um, 
don't sweat the small stuff because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to get a lot bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then um, focus on feeding the kids. You know, I think so often we get away from that. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, at the end of the day, when you have done everything in your power to feed the kids to the best of your ability, you know, there's a lot of paperwork. I mean, there's a monumental amount of paperwork. Yeah. So, and people don't realize that. And sometimes we get bogged down. And a lot of times when I'm in my office, bogged down that by that paperwork, it border, my, my office borders an elementary school. Okay. Our board office. And so I have a window view of the playground. And I'll just stop for a minute and I'll go to the window and I'll watch that and I'll remind myself they have the fuel to play on that playground because we fed them breakfast and yep. we fed them lunch and we fed them supper last night. And so just remind yourself that's why you're here and that's the most important thing at the end of the day. And if you do that to the best of your ability, everything else is just icing. I love it. It's all about feeding the kids. I that's right. It. That's right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out at the uh, the next Incabanda poolside at NLC in West Palm Beach. And I'm sure I will so I'll see you around. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> right, see you later. Thanks for listening to the Next Up podcast. To connect with Leah, you can search at Leah underscore Fagan. That's L-E-A-H underscore F-E-A-G-I-N on your favorite social media platform. And for more podcasts, videos, and publications, check out nextgennetwork.com or find us on social media. Produced by NextGen Network.